0: to
1: Miller and Moulton exclusively on the Florida Sports Network And now here's Mark Miller and David Moulton Top of the morning to ya Little bit of a football Friday Hope your week has gone well thanks for being with us Hey! Have- Are you Miller and Moulton? Florida Sports Network, FloridaSportsNetwork.com. Mark off again today. He'll be back on Monday. Young Felipe in the house. No hat to hide the hair on this Friday. So, for those of you who want to chime in on the Miller and Moulton Twitch.tv channel, you're getting him well on full display. And I will say, he looks a little better. And he did yesterday. I think he got some rest, some chicken noodle soup, a little tea, a little lemon. All right. You went old school, I think. And uh, hopefully you can make it. You probably won't make it through all four hours. I mean, yesterday you got to about 8, 8.15. You were a wreck after that. We carried you to the finish line. I'm hoping you can make it to about 9 o'clock today.
0: I think I have enough fluids today. <laughs> I have a cup of emergency. I have a coffee and a Celsius. So... We're cracked up today.
1: And remember, we do have spring water on the other side of the uh, building. Right. Some nice spring water. Can, can never go wrong with water, by the way. Just when in doubt, all right, eliminate the carbonation. And that's easy for me to say as somebody who used to drink about 150 ounces of that <laughs> stuff a day. I could make the argument, and I don't know if there are nine people in the country who would go along with me on this, but... In many ways, outside of the very first round of the tournament, so that Thursday, Friday first round, yesterday was probably my third favorite college basketball day of the year. The first round of the tournament, that Thursday, Friday, that's the best. I mean, that's, are we going to get an upset? And if so, who? Who's the darling? How many of them can we get? Is it just going to be one team that we're celebrating? Or are we, you know, jumping up and down because our brackets are totally blown up and we celebrate? It's the only time we celebrate losing money in this country is the first two days (laughs) of the tournament. All right. I donated $20, $50, whatever it was, $5, whatever my sheet cost. It's blown up eight hours in and I'm thrilled can't wait to watch more. But yesterday to me, particularly this year, because there are the bubble is supposed to have like, oh, I don't know, no more than 10 teams. You got four to five that are on the good side, four to five who are on the bad side. I feel as if the bubble this year has 18 teams. And so because of it, There were so many games that had real meaning yesterday. And the funny thing is, Felipe, so many of the bubble teams lost, and I'm wondering, did so many lose that teams like early in the day who lost, who were out by midnight, might have been back in because so many other teams had fallen? And I'm thinking about, really, the day before. I mean, I'm wondering, have so many bubble teams lost that Wisconsin is possibly backing their way back into this thing? (laughs) it's, It's possible. I don't think so. I think, you know, 27 losses is enough to keep you out of this year's tournament. But, man, the bubble is... To me, fascinating. I love it. Uh, to me, there's two parts to the tournament. One, can you get in it? And then two, can you just get out of the first round? And so, to me, yesterday was the biggest can-you-get-in-it day of the year. It, the NCAA is so spread out this year. The college
0: basketball realm, it's, it's, it's pretty incredible. I mean, have you ever have we ever seen anything
1: like this? Yeah, I we do. I, I mean, you could argue it's it's more mediocre and it gets more mediocre every year. You know, I think the talent's more spread out than ever before. It's why you've seen and I'm just gonna say in our Twitch chat room, we're hearing that we're echoing on some of our platforms. So I don't know if there's a button that needs to be pressed or what have you. But if you think about it, if you go back to ten years ago which in Southwest Florida is remembered very fondly, when a 15 seed went to the Sweet 16. Well, we've had three 15s go to the Sweet 16 in the last 10 years. And last year we had one go to the Elite Eight. Now think about that, all right? We'd never had it before, ever. And the tournament went to 64 teams in the mid-80s. I believe 85 was the first year that the tournament went to 64. So we did from 1985 through 2012, we did 28 NCAA tournaments. We never had a 15 seed make it to the Sweet 16. In the last 10, and really nine, because one of them got canceled, in the last nine NCAA tournaments, we've had three 15s go to the Sweet 16. One of them went to the Elite Eight. So I do think you can make the case whether it's more mediocrity or there's just more talent that's spread out than ever before. It's probably that. I mean, the game just gets better every year. Well, that's one way to argue it. Others would argue it actually gets worse every year, that the elite talent doesn't go to college anymore, and if it does, it stays an hour. Okay, And that, to me, would be the argument that I would make, that the top end of the sport is not nearly what it used to be. I mean, Felipe, you could, to have a 15-seed win a game, when FGCU beat Georgetown 10 years ago, I believe they were the seventh 15 to ever win a game. I believe when I did it, that I said they were—they were either number seven or number eight to ever win a game, ever, ever. <laughs> okay, we've—if you think about it, since then we've not only had at least two more win games, okay, we've had at least two more do what they had, what they did, which had never been done before. And I think it's because the big boys aren't as big; they're just not as good. I mean, if you look. And there's a reason that every sport has its golden age. And the 80s and the 90s, like Jay Billis the other day was talking about the best Duke teams of all time. And he said simply, the 92 team was ridiculous. And it's, you know, 30 years which is either a really long time or, yeah, it's a while ago, but I can still remember it, depending on how old you are. Like, for you, hell, it's more than you are old. But, I mean, imagine, imagine a team today, a team today of Christian Leitner, Grant Hill, Bobby Hurley, Cherokee Parks off the bench, okay, Thomas Hill, and I can go on and on. And, by the way, that team should have lost in the Elite Eight, To who? Kentucky. in Oh, that's right. That was the. Okay. But, I mean, and that team barely won it. Barely. Struggled to get by a tremendous Big Ten champion in Indiana with Allen Henderson and a couple of others. And then, obviously, played the Fab Five in the championship game. You know, and if you, you look at the teams in the Elite Eight, Jamal Mashburn on that Kentucky team that got beat. All right, that that the last great uh Bobby Knight team by the way, the 92 Hoosiers who went to the Final Four. He had another team go to the Sweet 16, but that was his last great team. Was the 92 Hoosiers team. The teams that are the, going to be the number 1 seeds this year, honestly, a generation ago would have been four seeds. They just would have. And that's why I think the tournament can be crazier now, in a sense, because 14s and 15s can truly show up and win games. And realistically, you couldn't win a game a generation or so ago. And now they're like, oh, oh yeah, hell, we can beat these guys. But
0: isn't that what we want as fans, to see that or do we want the same story every time? The powerhouse doing what well, the powerhouse does.
1: The ratings have clearly shown we want both. All right. Which is what we get, really, kind well, of. It, it depends if you get the right ones. We Ooh. want the upsets. The upsets create the excitement. It's kind of like going to Vegas. You want to start winning early. That keeps you around the table. That gathers more people around the tables. Hey, they're winning. Let's go over there. Let's throw the dice there. Hey, this blackjack table, everybody's winning. You got screamed and yelling over there. What's going on? That's the upsets. But then the ratings show, we don't want Butler in the Final Four. Uh, we don't. We don't. I can show you the ratings of Butler in the Final Four. Only when they're playing Duke. Do people watch? Otherwise, people UConn-Butler, worst-rated thing ever. You Butler-Duke? Eh, people were rooting for it because they wanted to see him beat Duke. So at the end of the day, like last year, what I was I was get, about to say? We had Kansas, Duke, and Carolina. Now, and then, there you go. Right. That's a Final Four. And then you had
0: St. Peter's in the well, Elite you had Eight. You had St. Peter's in the
1: Elite Eight. Yeah. Exactly. So last year was a perfect example. Damn that's that's near, what I was going to say, yeah. Damn near. Last year was a phenomenal tournament. And this year, in theory, could be better. Oh, yeah. Because there's not a favorite. There's not a favorite. Every single one seed you could look at and go, oh, they could lose. Now, I don't know if they could lose to a 16. Okay, but you look at them after the first round and you go, oh, yeah, they could lose. Absolutely. Because also, look at all the teams that are going to be 7 through 10 and what have you. They've all got 10 to 13 losses. But... In amongst their 20 wins, they've all taken down probably one of the top five teams in the country at some point in time. But I loved yesterday. I, I just did. I loved it. I, I loved it. seems like no lead is safe anymore. You know, you can't hit free throws, so you can't close out games. So when you play the foul game, like, you know, Miami and Wake, you could be up seven with 30 seconds to go, and you have to survive a half-court shot to win if you're Miami. I mean, oh. And, and that's just in the ACC tournament. I can only imagine what you would have been like if that was a first round NCAA tournament game. Because in March, there's like a 50 50 chance that's going. <laughs> I am going to make eight blanket bets right now. I'm taking all four 12s and all four 13s. I'm taking them. Actually, I'm going to make 16 bets. I'm going to take them all straight up. Wow. And I'm gonna take them all with the points. Wow. Because I think you are gonna the twelves and the thirteens are gonna be loaded with the old Dominions and the Drakes of the country and they're gonna win games. And think of who the fours and the fives are gonna be. By the way, Miami's gonna be a four or five. I, I I'm I'll tell you what, I'm more worried for Miami in the first round than I am in the sweet sixteen when they play a big boy. You're listening to Miller & Moulton, exclusively on the Florida Sports Network. 21 minutes past the hour on this Friday morning. Thanks so much for being with us. Nice show lined up for you, if we do say so ourselves. Bobby Regan next hour, talk a little college hoops. Pat Kerwin, talk a little football in our 8 o'clock hour. Mark will be back on Monday. Young Felipe feeling a little bit better in the house with the... With the dew. All right. And the curls are flowing. And his heat jersey on. Looks like a heat practice jersey. It's ridiculous. No.
0: This is a white hot jersey. Uh, 20, 2013. I hate, the,
1: I hate the white hot stuff. I really do. For goodness sakes. Your colors are red and black. No. Wear them. Our, this is our well, playoff campaign. Oh, no, please. They stop. wore these in the 12-13 season. And besides, you can't say we. Okay. Yeah, you've never been part of a team picture, you can't say we.
0: Miami. That's how in that's their how it Franchise's works. best season of all time.
1: Wore gotcha. The starting five coming up in about fifteen minutes time. I will say my favorite story from yesterday is probably an NFL story, which is really an NBA story disguised with helmet and shoulder pads. Anybody paying attention yesterday to Zadarius Smith from the Vikings? He uh, took to social media and thanked everybody associated with uh, the Vikings organization and the Viking fan base yesterday and said "It it was really fun. I enjoyed it. Yeah, the Vikings didn't release him. The Vikings say they have no plans to release him. Zadarius Smith apparently wants to be released. And so he's acting as if he's done. The Vikings are like, well, that's cute, but we're not going to release you. You've got two years left on the contract, and you're a pass-rushing end who gets double-digit sacks. Guys like you are not easy to find, so... I don't know what you're doing. And he's like, no, 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 no. I don't want to be here anymore. <laughs> so did, did Minnesota just change their minds? No, 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 no. 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 The story is exactly how I just described it. So Darius Smith is trying to pull what an NBA player would do. Ah. He's just trying to say, I want out. And in the NBA, when you're a player of sp- – Any note, really, but if you have any weight behind you, in the NBA, when you say you want out, the team eventually cowers in the corner and gets rid of you. In the NFL, they go, what the hell are you talking about?
0: (laughs) So when it was reported...
1: No, 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 no. There's nothing reported. It's it's that simple. He has decided he's done with the Vikings. The (laughs) Vikings, when asked about it, are like, I don't know what the heck he's doing. We're not getting rid of him. And he's like, no, I'm done. I'm not playing here anymore. And they're like, no, you got two years left on your contract. We ain't cutting you. But here's the funny thing. Zadarius also can do the math. You know, everybody has to be cap compliant by lunchtime Wednesday. The Vikings are like 15, 17 million over the cap. They are talking about cutting longtime safety Harrison Smith. And that would get them to right around the cap number. You know what else would get them to right around the cap number? Cutting Zadarius Smith. It would save him around 13 million. So Zadarius is doing the math. And in a nutshell, here's the deal he's around 30. He's got two years left on his contract, neither year is guaranteed. So the Vikings' intent is to keep him. And therefore, he'll get paid for next year. But he's basically going year to year. And if he gets hurt this year or he doesn't have a good year, the Vikings can get rid of him and he won't get a dime. And he'll have to go on the market coming off an injury or a bad year and what have you. And what Zedarius wants to do is he wants that one last contract. And he wants to go into the market now and get a four-year deal with, say, three years guaranteed. And he can guarantee, like, 30, 40 million bucks. And then it doesn't matter what happens to him. In the latter part of his career, he at least knows he's got that money coming. So this is a business decision from Zedarius. I mean, Zedarius didn't make it sound as if he hated it. You know, and remember, they got rid of the defensive coordinator. All right, They're making changes, so even if he was unhappy with the scheme and what have you, which he likely wasn't considering he had a really good year, but they're going to make changes anyway, and in theory, the changes would go better. So either way, this is an NBA play in the NFL. Okay, I understand. That's true. I mean, this is, I don't want to be here anymore. Get rid of me. And this is the team going, what the heck are you talking about? you're a good player your contract well, says two more years well it does and you're going yeah but neither of them's guaranteed and the team's like well our intention is to keep you for next year that'll make next year guaranteed so we're really only talking about one year here and you're going yeah but I don't want to be here and the team's like what the hell are you talking about you don't want to be here you had a really good year you just said how much you liked it like the team you like the coaches like the fans what's your problem dude? I mean, in, in the NBA, we all know how this would end. He'd be gone. Eventually, he'd be gone. You pout long enough in the NBA, for whatever reason, teams cave. I mean, look at KD and Kyrie. They all pouted during the summer. All right. The Nets, they kept a stiff upper lip for about six months. And then, sure enough, what happened? Those two guys went to him again and said, Remember what we said during the summer? Yeah, uh, that's how we still feel. And guess what? They're both gone. In the NBA, it usually happens within 30 to 60 days. Sometimes it takes 150, right? This is the NFL. And there's a deadline Wednesday. They got to be CAP compliant. I give Zedarius Smith all the credit in the world. This doesn't normally work in the NFL. You need a deadline, you need some urgency. He's saying to the Vikings, hey, in five days, you going to cut Harrison Smith, a ring of honor guy. I mean, Harrison Smith's going to get honored before the decade is out with a game in his honor in Vikings history. He's been an all-time great. He's arguably the second best safety in franchise history.
0: I, I, that's who I confused at the start of the segment, by the way. But I just want to say, and I'm, I'm no expert, but the problem might be
1: That he is a Pro Bowl linebacker on one of the worst defenses in the NFL. Correct. Correct. And obviously we know what the deal is here. He's got two years left on a deal, neither of which is guaranteed. He wants a five-year deal with three of the five guaranteed. Of course. Who doesn't? We all want that. And so he's trying to use some leverage, and he's giving the Vikings the impression, just so you know, if you don't do this by Wednesday, I'm going to hold out and I'm going to be a problem. And I'm telling you, I've played my last down for you. All right, You keep me past Wednesday, I count on the cap until you cut me, which is what I want, Okay, or give me permission to talk to a team that wants me which is, once again, how this could play out. He may not get what he wants by Wednesday, but what he publicly said to the Vikings yesterday was, I'm not playing for you again. You want to try to win this and keep me past Wednesday and cut Harrison Smith and anyone else that you have to cut. Okay, fine. But I'm not showing up for any of the workouts, and I'm not showing up for training camp. And what's going to happen is the teams that miss out on getting a pass rusher are eventually going to call you in July and August and go, hey, you interested in trading that Zadarius Smith? And then I'm going to work out the contract with them that I want to work out. So, once again, Darius Smith is saying to the Vikings, I know you think you've got hand, but I'm trying to tell you I've got the hand.
0: You know what he's telling the Vikings, right? Oh, I messed it Unbelievable. up. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. You're done. We're done. We're done.
1: <laughs> I, delivery was perfect. I messed it up. Wow. All right. Can't wait for the play of the day. Coming up next hour, Miller and Moulton, Florida Sports Network. You're listening to Miller and Moulton,
0: exclusively on the Florida Sports Network.
1: 21 minutes before the hour. Miller and Moulton, the Florida Sports Network, floridasportsnetwork.com. Remember, 21,000 is how you can text the show. Just send us anything you want us to know, your opinion, your gripe with what it is we're talking about. 21,000, 21,000. And um, if you never sent us a text before, you know, text in FSN radio as the keyword. And then uh, your text will go through and you'll never have to do that again. 21,000 for our text slide. Bobby Regan in an hour's time to talk college hoops. The play of the day is 40 minutes away. Right now it is time for The Starting Five. Five stories you need to know. It's The Starting Five on Miller and Moulton. Here's number one. Well, it's college hoops this time of year. Patrick Ewing fired at Georgetown. Not a surprise. I mean, they went 7-25 and 25 this year, and that's after going 6-25 and 25 the year before. Ouch. You know, it's a shame. After his fourth year, two years ago, they won the Big East title. They went 13-50 and 50 since. Ouch. So, Ewing got six years at his alma mater, and he was let go. A lot of talk at Rick Patino in Georgetown. I'm just saying. And there could be a battle for Rick Patino because St. John's got beat in the Big East tournament yesterday in overtime. And the thought is they're going to fire Mike Anderson. And the thought is that St. John's is going to go after Rick Patino If you're Patino, St. John's or Georgetown? Huh. Ah, you know, he doesn't have to move if he takes St. John's. I think better chance to win at Georgetown, but he doesn't have to move if he takes St. John's. Just saying. Bill Self's going to miss the entire Big 12 tournament for health reasons. They haven't said what those health reasons are. My guess is we'll find out next week when Bill and the Jayhawks are a one seed and they're getting ready for the NCAA tournament. But... Was announced yesterday that Bill Self will not coach in the Big 12 tournament. Kansas, a winner yesterday, and moving on to the Big 12 semis. All right, in state, Miami advanced barely against Wake Forest, 74 72. They're in the semis of the ACC. They'll take on Duke in the early game tonight. The Gators' regular season came to an end. Losing in the SEC tournament in overtime to bubble team Mississippi State, 69-68. Gators are 16-16. I don't think they'll get an NIT bid, but I guess it's possible. UCF, a winner in the AAC tournament. They'll face Memphis next. UCF beat SMU by six. South Florida season came to an end. East Carolina beat them 73-58. Bulls go 14 and 18. A lot of talk that yesterday was Brian Gregory's last game as head coach in South Florida. FAU did what they had to do. They throttled Western Kentucky 75 51. The Owls are 29 3. And after all the bubble teams, which we're about to get to, who lost yesterday, one would think there's no way and mm. That FAU is not in the tournament, even if they were to not win the Conference USA Championship. FAU takes on Middle Tennessee State in the semis. All right. Winner in, loser out. That's how the game was billed. Noon yesterday, Rutgers shut down Michigan in the second half, 62-50. to Everybody's got Michigan out now. Rutgers, some have them first four in, some have them first four out. Rutgers plays Purdue later today. A win, and you certainly think they'd be in. Most people have Rutgers just in, but we'll see. How about Ohio State? Back-to-back, they've beaten Wisconsin and Iowa. 73-69 Buckeyes. Next up later today, Michigan State. Ohio State, which had an awful season, got their act together in the last two weeks. They've beaten a bunch of good Big Ten teams. Is Ohio State going to be the team that has a magical run through a conference tournament and steals a bid?
0: I looked it up yesterday. The team with the lowest amount of wins to make an NCAA tournament was 11. That's happened a couple of times, but 11.
1: Buckeyes now 15-18. and Providence has ended the season in a free fall, and it continued yesterday, losing to UConn in the Big East Tournament. Most have Providence last four in, but they're done. Keep an eye. Providence, like Rutgers, like Auburn, really fading down the end of the regular season. Speaking of Auburn, they lost to Arkansas 76-73. That's a good team, but it was the type of game where if Auburn won, they likely punched their ticket. Now, most bracketologists have them in the last four in line, which means anything can still happen. By the way, Nevada was in the last four in line, And then they got beat in the Mountain West Quarters last night in overtime to San Jose State. You check your bracketology this morning. Nevada is out just as often as they are in. Oregon, meanwhile, trying to play their way in. Beat Washington State by five. Most people still have him just out. They play UCLA later today. Is that a play-in game for the Ducks? Probably. Arizona State may have won their play-in game last night. They beat USC by five. So Arizona State, in the last four games, has beaten both Arizona and USC. Is that enough to get Bobby Hurley's team in? By the way, Bobby Hurley could also end up at St. John's or Georgetown. Keep that in mind. Penn State. Are they playing their way in? They beat Illinois 79-76. A lot of people now have Penn State on the last four in line because of all the losses by bubble teams yesterday. Penn State can definitely punch their ticket by beating Northwestern later today. Oklahoma State ended the season struggling. Didn't help them that they lost to Texas by 14 yesterday. Most bracketologists have Oklahoma State on the outside looking in. Same with North Carolina. They needed to beat Virginia. We all knew they needed to beat Virginia. They were one in 10 in quad one games. Make it one in 11. Virginia pulled away late 68 to 59. North Carolina went from preseason number one to the NIT. That doesn't happen very often. Vanderbilt, Jerry Stackhouse's team, ending the season on a run. They now are in the last line out. They can play their way in, most people feel later today with a win against Kentucky. Vandy beat LSU yesterday by nine. And Boise State likely punched their ticket by beating UNLV in overtime last night. The Broncos by 11. Most people feel they will get in out of the Mountain West. And Clemson, did they do enough in beating North Carolina State by 26 yesterday? A lot of bracketologists have them first four out. That means Clemson needs to beat Virginia in the ACC semis tonight. That's a lot of teams in the last four in, first four out, isn't it? Most of whom lost. This bubble, you know, when they put the cameras on the team sitting there waiting to hear their names, you have a feeling there may be more disappointed teams this year than they ever show on national television before. NBA news. Kevin Durant's going to miss three weeks because of that layup drill mishap before his game two nights ago did you
0: see why jonathan
1: kaminga didn't play last night no the same exact thing
0: seriously he slipped in warm-ups and rolled his ankle back-to-back um, nights
1: nba players nba players injuring themselves in the layup line unbelievable this is insane kd's gonna miss three weeks for what it's worth Heat got some good news yesterday. Brooklyn lost. No Giannis, and Milwaukee still beat them, 118-113. By the way, 98 of Brooklyn's 113 points came off the bench. That's an NBA record. Uh, Heat, two and a half back of Brooklyn for the sixth seed. That's to avoid the play-in. They're three back in the loss column. Utah beat Orlando in the Magic Kingdom, 131-124. Sacramento held off the Knicks, 122-117. And with Memphis beating Golden State, Memphis and Sacramento remain tied for the two-seed out west. NHL, good news for the Lightning. They scored two goals in the final 207 to tie things up and force overtime with Vegas. The bad news is they lost in OT 4-3. Speaking of 4-3 in overtime, that was the Islanders over the Penguins. The Panthers find themselves four points behind Pittsburgh for the final playoff spot. Penguins have a game in hand. Panthers still have 17 games to play. Good luck. 4-3 was the score in Montreal. The Rangers beat the Canadians in a shootout. Patrick Kane with a goal and an assist for the Blue Shirts. Devils 3-2 over Washington in a shootout. Carolina kept pace by shutting out Philly 1-0. The Boston Bruins blew a two-goal lead at home and lost in regulation to Edmonton 3-2. Just the ninth time all year the Bruins have lost in regulation. And watch out for the L.A. Kings, ladies and gentlemen. They beat Colorado 5-2. They are on a roll. In fact, they're damn near the one seed out west. Pay attention to the L.A. Kings. It's been a while. Anybody paying attention to the WBC? No, no, not boxing. The World World Baseball Baseball Classic. Classic. It actually is underway right now, halfway across the world in Japan. It gets underway in the States tomorrow, in in Phoenix and Miami. The Team USA is going to play in Phoenix to start off against Great Britain. I will say this, Felipe. You want some atmosphere at Marlins Park? Oh, yeah. Dominican Republic against Venezuela and Puerto Rico against Nicaragua. I'll bet you the place is packed and lively.
0: 2013. Dominican Republic versus Puerto Rico. I was there. I've never seen that stadium more filled in my entire life. A
1: buddy of mine went to the the Dominican Republic's been playing in Southwest Florida. Okay. And he went to, I think they played the twins yesterday at Hammond. Yes. And he said, best atmosphere he's ever had at a baseball game. He said, I'd never stay for all nine innings of spring training game. I stayed all nine innings. It was awesome. He said, we need to learn something from them. He said it was so much fun.
0: Puerto Rico played at JetBlue Park, same thing.
1: The Players' Championship, first round suspended due to darkness. Chad Ramey, your leader, at eight under. markawa one shot back. Scheffler in a group at four under. Speed, three under. Rom, one under. Homa, even. JT, one over. Rory, four over. Ouch. By the way, Hayden Buckley aced the 17th. He hit it past the pin, sucked it back 20 feet. For a hole-in-one on the Island Par 3. NFL news, Odell Beckham will work out for teams today, and the NFL handed out compensatory picks yesterday. Half the league got compensatory picks. The Niners getting seven of them. The Rams getting four. The Bucks got two. Dolphins and Jags get nothing, and they'll like it. And that, as we approach seven minutes before the hour is that was the starting five every weekday morning at this time on Miller and Moulton. Two ways to get compensatory picks. You lose free agents. And also if you lose front office people, you lose assistant coaches, you lose people in your front office. And the Niners got seven compensatory picks between free agency and front office losses, three of them being third-rounders. And only five third-rounders were handed out, and the Niners got three of them. Wow.
0: That's a gift.
1: So there you go. Now, remember, they've traded away first, second, and third-round picks for Trey Lance and Christian McCaffrey. So they need these picks. They only had four picks in this draft before yesterday. Now they have 11. So there you have it. Bobby Regan to talk college hoops next hour. Pat Kerwin to talk about the compensatory picks and Z'Darrius Smith and Aaron Rodgers and all the comings and goings in the NFL. That's an hour away. Miller and Moulton, thanks for waking up up with us here on the Florida Sports Network.